Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column for Cracks called The People vs. Adam Todd Brown, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today, he's the Republican nominee for president this year, which is hands down the most terrifying development in American history in a lot of years. The only thing crazier than his hair and his weird baby hands are his ideas. Nevertheless, he's got a good chance of running this country for the next four years. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. That's who we're talking about today anyway. Also joining me, these three have either been on podcasts where we talked about Trump before, or, you know... They've been on podcasts where we didn't talk about Trump before. I work with all of them, but only one of them told me how wrong I was on the air, and we're going to make him pay for it today. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Sargent, <laughs> Tom Ryman, and Randall Maynard. It's going to be a great show. Oh, boy. Ooh, I gotta get Are my, we recording? I got to get my notes. I like Prez Belusky a lot. We should just do a, can we just talk about The Wire? Uh, absolutely not. Especially not, <laughs> especially not you. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Yeah. If uh, you listen to the intro, which I don't know why you would skip the intro and just cut right to us talking. It was a very awkward intro because I was just going to introduce Donald Trump and then we were just because there's he's, three people here. Well, he's he's not here. No, but I'd say I, you'll you'll understand when you hear the <laughs> intro. But then Brett was like, well, we don't have the song edited in a way that you can just do one. So then I improvised introducing all three of you at once, and it went terribly. It was it's very sound, awkward. It, it sounds awful. I mean, you haven't even heard it yet, you son of a bitch. So we need to save this show from you right now? That's yeah, our job. Yeah, it's already. We just got to fix. It's yeah. already, we're like two minutes in, and it's gone completely off the rails. Two minutes <laughs> if you add the intro so to far. the clock. I'm holding... There's this too is, many people in this room, so I'm holding one of the microphones in my lap. This show is literally worse than the Republican National Convention right now. Nothing it's was going worse. Nothing was worse than was that. It, was it literally worse? I don't think that's true. I don't think that's a statement that even you believe. Are we nitpicking my <laughs> use of the word literally or hyperbole? I don't. Both. 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 I'm going to stand here and ask the unpopular opinion listeners to vote with their conscience. Ooh. Oh. Whoa. Which a, is not for Adam. That was a, that was a Ted Cruz you joke for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when that Wait, was like Josh, enough? Josh just switched on Cruz to like control. lose you at an election, <laughs> yeah. making like a weird noise. Yeah, those days are long gone. Yeah, like fucking you, Trump is up there like fuck Jews and black people and gays, <laughs> and we're like, yeah, fucking make him president. Brett, yeah. can you make a drop of Tom yelling that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Would be, Please that would be appropriate for this. Oh, Super right. excited I said that. I want that to be the sign off on every show. <laughs> oh, so yeah, we're talking about Trump this week. Yeah, I think he's going to win. I do too. I definitely, like, especially after his speech at the 
Republican National Convention. His speech, which was in the new, this killed me. Like I read, a, I forget where it was. It might have been the Guardian or something. Oh wait, before you start, Josh. Yeah. Remember the last Trump podcast you were on? Uh, and yeah. You said yeah, uh, I kind of remember. You said, "Hey, Adam, you're all wrong." Do, do you want to talk about that today? <laughs> Get it, Brad. We can. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. I forgot I had to cut someone off. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else, but we are going to ask you about that shit, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we have a clip from gonna, it and we're, everything. We're going to hash this out. I was hoping yeah. we'd have a clip. Oh, yeah. I was going to suggest getting There's a clip. definitely a clip, you son of a bitch. It's going <laughs> down today. Anyway, we call this segment this week to me. It's about to get really intense. Fade it out, Brett. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. I, the the write-up <laughs> that I read about his speech the following day said that it's like Trump's speech is was unpopular with fact-checkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is the most insane way to say that something is full of lies. As in like, <laughs> yeah. like fact-checkers couldn't be bothered? No, no, like, no. As in like it was unpopular with fact-checkers because it, it contained a lot of obfuscation. But that's <laughs> actually like, a really... Yeah. False statements. Unpopular but the American people really enjoyed it. Well... Un- Unpopular with fact checkers is a great description of tr- everything of Trump yeah. because he doesn't get literally everything on... he says is a lie. Well, it's that's true. but it's such a brilliant or description a of him of because truth. those lies don't matter to like, his supporters. Well, right. And my column this week is about all the things I learned from accurately predicting the future mm-hmm. back in October. Right. That's the title I'm pulling for, also. But. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Well, I got so excited. It's weird that that's still like a thing because like last night we, the, the DNC started last night and, you know, within minutes, you know, factcheck.org is up on Twitter being like, well, Hillary's saying some shit that's not true. You think they'd stop that? Like yeah. <laughs> politicians in general, like back in the day, you could say whatever the fuck you wanted and nobody would ever be able to call you on it. But like now we have all of the world's knowledge at our hands at, at any given moment. Yeah. So it's like if you say something that's just not true, everyone's gonna. Know. Well, I mean, yeah. like it's it's really easy to 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 check that. Why well, so f- you'd think they would retire that particular weapon? Well, what's amazing is that they don't is they don't fact check it. Like people don't look it up and don't. That needs to be care. a thing. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, with stuff like speeches, they do. I feel like this is all stuff I bring up in my column, but I feel like we wait for presidential candidates to tell us things like especially with trump everything he told us in that rnc speech was on his website back in october it's just that no one read it and Mm -hmm. even now going through the speech all anyone wants to talk about is the facts he got wrong and that's why i think popular or unpopular with fact checkers is a good way to describe him because his base and the people who are ultimately going to vote for him who aren't his base yet they don't care about fact checkers. They're feelings people. Those are the same people who say Kurt Cobain can't play guitar because he wasn't technically great. It's about feeling. It's about emotion. That's what his speech was. I it doesn't th- matter. Like, I mean, it, it matters. <laughs> it's super it ma- matters. No, 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 no. It <laughs> matters, but it doesn't. 
it's not going to affect his right. chances yeah, no, of being like, president. Uh, what, I, what I talked about in my column today, which will be have been weeks ago. You by fucking the time guys. No, this is, wrong. this is actually going up today. Shut your later mouth. Today. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going up later today. I can't tell if you're just fucking. No, no, no. It is <laughs> oh, going cool. up later, either yeah. later today or tomorrow. Morning. It looks so like my... Adam is intensely fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's today. No, it is. Uh, yeah, my column about why you might someday vote for Trump points out that if you look at a graph of trust in media, it's gone steadily down since the 70s. But if you divide that line up by party affiliation, Democrats have basically trust the media now as much as they have for the past couple decades. Right. Oh, yeah. Republicans, it's gone way, way down. So Right, because it's telling them what they don't want to hear. Sure. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, like, say that about all Republicans. Like, maybe. I don't, okay, I don't want to get into why. I'll, I'll say it. I agree. But regardless, <laughs> they don't trust the fact checkers. They, so when we say, well, Trump is lying, they just, well, yeah, because you're part of the liberal media elite. So they right. just don't want to. They don't want to hear it. That, that becomes like a blanket excuse for everybody, though, about the media. They're like, yeah. oh, they're leaving out the stuff about the lizard people and the Illuminati. Or you can't trust the media. So it kind of goes both ways. Like for fact checkers, you want people to be like on the truth and, and holding people accountable. But then on the other side, you got crazy people who you'll never convince of the truth. Right. Yeah. And they'll, and they'll the, still say like the media is unreliable for like weird reasons. And yeah. And my point is that it's it's bigger than just Trump supporters. It's obviously the crux of Trump's support and campaign is that he is the opposite of truth and fact checking but i think it's very similar to when people talk about how for example like i remember when john stewart at the height of his popularity it was the daily show is a better news organization than the media that was never true it was a comedy show that made a lot yeah. of jokes and it was very good at what it did but it's not you know better than journalism so it's just people want an excuse to well, was, ignore facts it was and commenting on journalism yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. and people want an excuse to ignore and i feel like that's I feel like that's where a lot of the, oh, I, I want Trump to be president because I'm a comic. I feel like that's where a lot of that kind of shit started. Like the Daily Show's run yeah. when Bush was president. People were like, oh, he's a terrible president, but great for comedy. Right. And you can't say that about Trump. Like he's not ultimately going to be great for comedy unless you like Holocaust he's, part we're two. We're already so running like, out of orange hedgehog jokes. He's, like, yeah, he's yeah. neutralizing comedy actually because it's getting, he's so far ahead of comedians in, in developing weird material that you would never imagine. Like yeah. his whole campaign so hyperbolic that you're like, how do you outdo what he's saying? Well, how do you go further than yeah, this? You can't, it's, sat, it's, you can't satirize a cartoon character. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. almost like trying to make fun of like a five-year-old. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Because, like, first of all, it's never gonna like he, it's never gonna reach him. He I don't know. Care. I've made fun of a lot of five year olds. It's very satisfying. Right. And normally, yeah, like, I if feel you like can't... you can get to a five year old. Right. Like, if you I can, can't, I can br- give me a five yeah. minutes. The of consensus five-year-old, here is I will break that him. Yeah, we can I ruin will... a five year old. Right. Yeah. No. If you can't, if you can't <laughs> make life, him, right. if you can't make him cry with your words, and you can beat him with your fists, that's yeah. how you deal with children. First of all, monster in this room. Every time I turn the lights off, that's first thing we need to establish, kid. That's now let's see if we can make you cry. <laughs> Easy. But like he doesn't he doesn't care. His ability to <laughs> just, just got sad. Like, yeah, really Trump sad. He's, he's a frustrating human being. If I was so looking if I was looking at the reaction to his speech from the position of a Trump supporter uh who wasn't dropped on their head as a child, I think my argument would be something like, okay, he got the numbers wrong. But does that mean he's wrong? That well, they need even, to do something about crime you, you in inner have, city areas? You have to be so far beyond that as far as self-delusional because it's not just that he gets the numbers wrong. He gets the interpretation of the facts wrong. 
So, yeah, their crime in certain inner cities is up, but overall it's down. Yeah, but even then, is that implying that the problem's fixing itself and that no, but to for be him to take it? for him to take the information and to convince his followers that America is like this lawless place and like we've never been more in danger, that's just that's absolutely not true. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's an inherent. An inherent value in getting the facts right. Like, if, oh, yeah, 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 if yeah. you arrive to the correct conclusion by just listing bullshit statistics, uh, right? I'd like to see the numbers on that. If you're, because <laughs> you're saying he's a he's a feelings guy, he absolutely is. But no, I'm saying his voters are. So you're saying he's like that, the that's feelings. What the, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He compares him to Kurt Cobain, right? You think Donald Trump is the Kurt? Cobain no, I compared. <laughs> no, I compared people who shit on Kurt Cobain's guitar playing for not being technically perfect. Oh. Two people who shit on Trump for not nailing the stats. I'm still not because, there with you. I don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying Trump is a good thing. I'm not saying what he's doing is good. I'm just telling you that's how his supporters right. think. His, so his RNC speech was like the endless nameless of nominee acceptance speeches. You're going way too this obscure is, with the Nirvana uh, references. It's, that it's song's from, not even listed it's in the track cool. listing on oh, Nevermind. Like, who, who are you trying to get cred from? <laughs> Look around. People yeah. who've listened to Nevermind. All those <laughs> Look around this room. Obscure Nirvana fans. Like the only people who know the name of that track are not going to respect you more <laughs> naming it. Yeah, absolutely. What, what Josh was saying about um, facts are important because even though all of his supporters are feelings people, like they're like, ah, oh, the facts may be wrong, but he's nailing the emotion of it. That emotion still comes from a place of misinformation. It, it's irrational right. because the fear is based on not anything factual. It's not right. based on reality. So even though it's like, well, he's unpopular with fact checkers, but they still got the feeling of it right. If that feeling comes from a pla- from an irrational place an unjustified place, it doesn't make it any more valid. It's still yeah. just as invalid. Right. He's like, he's, he's, he's playing into their, their biases. So it's like, Oh, you, you found a bunch of voters who are like people who are afraid of the other, uh, because there's so many different types of people around now. Like you got, Oh, yeah, there's different races, different uh, sexualities, all kinds of stuff. And as long as you can label everything bad, right. then you're just, it's you're just, just fanning those flames and they're like, Oh yeah, it's just like confirmation bias. thing. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I don't think that that's, and uh, he's, Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I didn't. And, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Oh, no. The radical Islamic terror thing, I think, is a great example of that because he says, yeah. oh, oh they yeah. just, if they just said radical Islamic terror and Obama is just like, we talked to, and that was a strategy like, thing. Like, that's there are a... 1.6 billion Muslims in the world. Yeah. Roughly 1.6 billion of them aren't terrorists. Mm-hmm. So don't lump them all together and they try also, to make them the enemy. Uh, they also, ha- I mean, Obama, Obama administration has used that phrase before they yeah. just don't do it and it wouldn't matter yet. if he started yeah. using it right like it's daily not gonna now yeah like republicans <laughs> wouldn't be like oh yeah he is cool see he's pretty, <laughs> how about how he's about another pre- four years of that guy that's pretending a, yeah. it's not the problem that's yeah, the, that's the another... argument the argument that he's not lumping all of islam all the all muslims in with terrorists is like bad is, right it's such a that's right directly it's a, it's a fundamentally to, broken argument yeah yeah but it feels good to the lizard part of your racist brain if you're a racist not mine of course because i have purged all biases from my i mean i'll go ahead my I'll, mind, I'll, but... I'll go ahead and say it if you're voting for trump you are a racist oh yeah no that's yeah. true you may not you it's may not me like realize it but you are a fucking racist if you're voting for yeah. trump well here's the thing i um <laughs> i said a long time ago that at some point he was gonna really start courting inner city and black voters 
uh, which he did in his speech. Yeah, like in a really... He did a rap in the middle of his speech. Yeah, but hilariously clumsy way, but he absolutely... But if, like, like you can go read his immigration policy yeah. right now. Yeah. Everything about it is focused on how illegal immigration affects inner city areas. Nothing in it references fucking racists or racism. It's all about how illegal immigration affects inner city areas. Yeah, and he started attacking sanctuary cities like you said he was going to. Oh, yeah, because that was also that's like, literally in his immigration policy. It says we will end sanctuary cities. It yeah. said that since October. But now that he just said it in his RNC speech, people are like, oh, shit, is he going to go after sanctuary cities? Yeah, he said he was going to mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, nine months ago. But here's the thing. Even by making illegal immigration, by pitting it as something that affects black people primarily, he's still kind of playing on racism because black people and Mexicans haven't always had the greatest race relations either. And that's not my personal opinion. That's a thing you can fucking Google if you need to. That's not a secret. So he's still playing on racism, but he's going to do it in a way that's really hard for white people to call racist. Are you going to call black people racist for voting for Trump? Yes. Yeah, I would too. One hundred percent. Yeah, I would too. But will Hillary Clinton? Yeah, no. because the no. the, no, the public conversation about race and racism is so undeveloped and like still at those. Yeah. Just ex- getting people to acknowledge that it still exists. Well, I don't it's, even, it's yeah, it's really non-existent. Yeah, the, yeah I mean, and the Republicans said not long ago in a in a they had a tribute to Rosa Parks and they said she we're honoring the role she played in ending racism. Whoa. And <laughs> thank you, Rosa Parks. Yeah. That's, thank you that's, so much. That's like a popular argument among Trump supporters. That is like if you if you weed through any replies on Twitter to anything about um Trump being racist, a really popular argument is that we're all one people, you know, it's the racism is, is over. Like yeah. we're it's like you're the one who's perpetuating racism. And he said that, like when he had the controversy about when he retweeted that fucking just blatantly an- anti-Semitic meme about Hillary that had the um, yeah, Star yeah. David on it. Um, and then he took that back and then replaced it with a circle. But he's still like, in the hashtag for that tweet, he still said, it was like, hashtag America first. And America first was the fucking pro-Nazi movement in America in the, yeah, in the 20s yeah. that, was ar- <laughs> that was arguing that invading Germany was part of a Jewish conspiracy to topple Germany or going to war with Germany. I'm sorry, it was part of it was part of a Jewish conspiracy. Charles Lindbergh was like their big guy. And then he so he had hashtag America first, and then hashtag I'm with you. So he was still saying anti Semites, I'm still with you, <laughs> but oh. I'm going to change the star to a circle so that I can't get yelled at. But like that was Trump's argument for the negative reaction to that meme was like, well, you're the ones who are being racist by saying it's racist. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and I think that's eventually how he like that's going to be his argument for almost everything. Right? Is no, you're racist. I'm not racist. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's playground rules. It's a, yeah. You just oh, yeah. point at the other person. Every, so knows, everything no, he you. does is playground playground rules. Yeah. He's just... How is he so good at the internet? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, well, he yeah, just, he's right. great just, at he's it. He's a 70-year-old man. Yeah. I think he knows where his people are on the internet and what kind of language they use. He just knows how to make racists feel good about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, why can't Hillary Clinton make people feel good about themselves like regular people because she's terrible at the end she's not a very she's She's not a very fucking horrible not a very personable person (laughs) yeah and it like like one of those people like she's one of those people who's like really good at her job but like 
everybody in the office complains about her because she doesn't smile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that. <laughs> so it's like, all right. I love that our nation is collectively telling a prominent professional woman to, to smile, smile more. Smile 100%. more. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I just wish she wouldn't engage Trump on social media. I wish she wouldn't engage Trump at all. Like, yeah, yeah. that would honestly be the best thing to do. Yeah. Because everything he says is the stupidest fucking thing ever. Like, and he just, that's all he does is continually say the stupidest fucking thing ever. Yeah. So ideally, like, I mean, by the time this goes up, the DNC will be pretty much over. But ideally, like, for the Democrats, like, what would have been the best thing for them was to just not mention him at all. Like, just just during the entire convention yeah. never say his name just that would have been ballsy well just talk about like what issues yeah like what things. a hillary clinton presidency is going to look like as opposed to the fucking yeah apocalyptic and, wasteland of a donald trump that's presidency. The, that's the problem too they're, they're basically advertising for trump like yeah, everywhere yeah. like he's yeah. just all over everything and it's like he's so power it makes him seem so powerful that you can't escape him that's like a big problem because it's like fuck that guy. Just yeah. talk about some serious shit. Don't don't worry yeah, about that. But no one can ignore him. Like everyone, he's yeah. so in, incendiary. It's like everyone's just like constantly like, wait a minute, that's not right. And it's like, no, you're falling into his trap. He's just saying bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but we're still ignoring him. I think in a lot of ways. Like I I feel like after his RNC speech, people were like. Okay, yeah, but, well, you don't have any plans for any of this. Yeah, he does. It's on his fucking website. Just go read it. You, ugh. Like, even when he was way back in, right at the end of the year, talking about, oh, I'll make Mexico pay for the wall. And people were like, how are you going to do that? It was on his website. Now it's on his website in a whole expanded form. He's got, like, an entire section. And it's exactly what was in his immigration plan. It's exactly what I said in October. He's going to seize remittance payments. It was really simple. It was really easy to figure out if you read the shit. And people were still, like, prominent media people were like, but he doesn't have a plan for how he's going to build the wall. Yeah, he did. You mm. fucking lazy bastards just didn't look at it. And the, I think the we, I th- we talked about this in a, in a video. Work though, right? Like that's. Uh, I mean, he's got. It would. It, it it's, could work. It's like. I think it's like borderline criminal and unconstitutional, but yeah, I mean, that won't so matter. Every, yeah. every fucking plan of his is yeah. Once he's in office, that shit's not going to matter. For one thing, he could declare a state of emergency over illegal immigration, then right? And then, then he can he, do it every once. Then he could. I mean, his plan or, is literally to have people at Western unions and money transfer spots verify that anyone of Mexican descent to prove that they're in this country legally before they can send money via Western Union. So he's like literally going to have people in those locations checking papers to make sure they're in this country legally. Every 7-Eleven? Yeah. Yeah, man. Or either that or he'll just put that a seems... regulation in place. Yeah. Like some sort of ID, ID you requirement. You have to like put in your social security number or something. Yeah. Even, but like I mean, it, it would that. be as easy as that. And I mean, some people would still circumvent it, but he is also right in that if that went on for an extended period of time, that would have an impact on Mexico's economy because they get a lot of money in remittance payments from us every year. It's millions. It's like 25 million. It's, it might even be more than that. It might be billions. They get tons of remittance money from the United States. So he's absolutely right that if we stepped in one day and we're just like, no, no more remittance money, it would damn near cripple Mexico. They made more money in remittance payments than oil money last year so it's not a small amount it's a big part of their economy and his again now it's on his website in 
a big expanded way. What he says is if Mexico agrees to fund building the wall, he won't put that rule in place that would require people to prove they're from this country before they send money home. But if Mexico doesn't agree to build the wall, then he is basically going to stop people from being able to send money back home. So he's got them in a Mexican standoff? <laughs> basically, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Good one. There it is. Woof. <laughs> Wait, let me do my drum roll. <laughs> but that's not like, that's when I wrote the column back then, it was me reading into kind of what he was saying. But now that, like what I just said is literally on his website. He says if they don't give us the money to build the wall, then we're going to put that rule in place. Does he realize there is no upside to that plan for America? Yeah. I mean, like, he must. There isn't. Like, like some people kind of feel better. There's no <laughs> version. There's no, yeah. Like That's all it's going to be is people who are racist are going to feel better. Like right. there's Will the no. Will the wall be visible from space? Because that'd be kind of cool. Right. Yeah, that that'd be, be pretty awesome. rad. Like mm-hmm. if it's like, if it's like makes the Great Wall of China look like a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> right. A fucking piece of shit. Great wall. <laughs> yeah. Like if we look at the we great... got the greatest that's wall. Like, that's, that's what like we would like call. I guarantee we would call it the greatest wall. That's like the problem with Trump. is Trump wall. He's low. He's lowered the discourse. He's made the conversation dumb. Yeah. yeah so like, well, you can't engage him on an intellectual level. So it's like he's forcing everyone, if they want to make any kind of impact, to engage him on his level. And it's just so we're all just dumb fucking assholes shouting at each other on a playground. Yeah. Like nobody's. <laughs> There's one step, like you said. Like everybody's like, "Well, he doesn't have a plan." Yeah, he does have a plan, but nobody's engaging him about his plan. Like if yeah. somebody. Asked him, like, the question that I just posed, what's the upside for America for this? Nobody's doing that. Nobody is... But he'd probably have an excuse about the economy, because he'd be like, oh, well, then it, all those Mexican, all, all those jobs that Mexicans are stealing will go to white people. Right, and it's like, well, no, those are not... Yeah, that's so not going to happen. if he responded with that, and somebody, like, nobody's doing this when they interview him, if somebody actually like, no, that's, that's not true. Yeah, and you, that's... What you're saying is a lie. Like, <laughs> And that literally is his plan. Like, you can, again, it's on his website, That that is his plan, is he's going to deport people and yeah. magically that will leave, I mean that will leave holes in the job market and not just fucking farming jobs like people think because he also wants to end visa programs like the J1 visa program there's people who work here who are in the J1 visa program so it's not just like right. farm workers he wants to deport but that's absolutely his plan is he's going to say once these people are gone that's going to leave holes in the job market and if we don't fill those right away the economy will collapse but fortunately we have this whole army of unemployed people in the United States who could just come take those jobs. So that's absolutely what he's going to say, is that once we deport people, there will be jobs, and we'll give those jobs to them. That's ignoring three or four important yeah, things. But here's <laughs> the thing. What, what bothers me is that no one... I mean, it's great that we're talking about it, but we can't like sit in front of Trump and yeah, ask nobody, him. like None of the, the people, people whose job it is yeah, to they ask aren't him these asking questions about are any not doing this. Yeah. Right. Like... He's got, a, I keep bringing it up, he's got a refugee program for American kids in his immigration plan, where he basically says kids in like Baltimore and Chicago, we're going to get them out of there and move them to better places. How are we not fucking asking him about that? Like, that's a pretty radical yeah. policy. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's, that's, I don't understand. Exactly. But, <laughs> but it, and it's been there since October, and not one person has yeah. gone, hey... 
what's this he about? wants to he wants to, it's specifically it's the language is about uh the sanctuary cities he wants to turn them into sanctuary cities for american citizens yeah and that's when he's going to start turning racism on people because then they're going to be like like if you're running a sanctuary city now why wouldn't you rather help people who are already living here who are in desperate need of help as opposed to helping people who are here illegally that's when people are going to have to explain why they're not the racist and it's going to be tough moment of silence <laughs> for our country yeah seriously <laughs> <laughs> genocide <laughs> yeah it's going to be grim but yeah yeah you're right that's like he basically wants to take all of the facilities and economy that has sprung up as a result of immigration and just give it to Americans. It's like a, it's a transfer of wealth. It's exactly what his uh, supporters think they don't want. But as long as it's not happening to them, yeah, it's all right. Right. And historically that it will happen. That has always worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it will eventually happen. Seamless. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's going to be great. It's going to be, yeah. yeah, we're not fucking doomed at all. Nope. Guys. So you think he's going to win? I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win. Randall, what do you Yeah, think? I keep forgetting Hillary exists uh, because of all the Trump coverage. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, yeah that, I guess he's going to win. I, try, I don't know. I tried to, back when the election, start, like all the campaigning really started, I tried to do this, like, organize this presidential election fantasy league on the site. And the problem I kept running into is all the stories were either Trump and then there'd be like, 10 Hillary stories and there'd be one thing and like it was just all like there wasn't enough news to go around to make it worth doing it was just all Trump so we had to quit and it's still yeah it's still the same thing like he's getting all the attention he's got all that momentum like even Nate Silver said he's gonna win now yeah Mm, that's the Oracle guys well (laughs) (laughs) yeah hey we should do like a really special version of comments because half of this is about how right I was. So for comments, I'm going to read people's comments from the podcast six months ago, dismissing me for being wrong about everything. What fools they yeah. were. Yeah, and we also have does a this, clip. Does this, does this make the, the, the Trump, the impending Trump presidency easier to swallow for you? No, it makes it much worse. Being right about it? it? No, it makes <laughs> like, it much worse. I wish I was caught off guard like everyone else. I've right. just been sitting here for... Months going, no, no, like watching a bullet in slow motion. <sighs> yeah, it's like the end of uh, 12 Monkeys. It's exactly like the end of 12 is, Monkeys. Yeah, it's this, the situation. We're about to stumble into a, a full on 12 Monkeys situation <laughs> with, with the Trump presidency. Ugh. Okay. Should we do comments? Ugh. You know, it's a big world out there. It's easy to feel like the things you say don't matter i want you to know that's not true we call this segment your voice matters we read your stupid fucking comments from like nine months ago yep. telling me how dumb i am you just fucking stop talking about this and respond to him personally fade it out breath hey should we play josh's i don't even remember what you're commenting on here but i listened to the podcast again this morning just to get a nice quote from you. Okay. So, Josh, do you think Trump has a chance to win? No. no, no. <laughs> I'm like not on board with this premise at all. Like nobody, uh, you never see a candidate this early. The candidate this early who's always like leading never ends up 
mattering. He's just absorbing all this energy and, and residual, like, oh, anti-Obama racism and the remnants of the Tea Party movement and all this just reactionary stuff. But once you get down to people actually having to build platforms and state opinions, he doesn't have anything. He's really good at appealing to what people are afraid of. And that's what he's been doing for decades. It's the basis of all his reality TV shows and every mm -hmm. opinion he's ever come on TV is being like, look at this boogeyman. I can help it because I'm rich and I'm Donald Trump. And then he'll fizzle out because well, how are you going to build a wall? Oh, well, I've built buildings. Uh, like that simplest right, but, can't wait thing, for a giant right, gold like, wall the between Mexico and America. But he's got, he's got explanations in his actual plan for how he would pay for it. But they're gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, would you like to say anything? I mean, it's still true. <laughs> My reasoning is just sound. it's it's right. It's not it's sorry for having so much faith in the American yeah. people, I guess. No, no, like, the, Ameri the, the American people will always let you down. Yeah, that yeah, that that that's kinda always been my point. Like, why yeah. do you have faith in voters now? Yeah. Have you never watched American Idol? Like we can't vote on anything. They made right. two Ninja Turtles movies. Like, like new ones. We didn't vote for that. <laughs> oh, didn't we? With our money? With our dollars? <laughs> with our ducats? Like, if there were no restrictions on who could vote for what, and we just voted on everything, like, every burger in America would be named after Hitler. Like, we learn from Reddit polls. Yeah. Like, name our product. And Reddit's like, oh, yeah. okay, here goes. <laughs> here we go. And next thing you know, there's, like, Mountain Dew Ghetto Storm or something. <laughs> Like Bodie McBoatface Hitler, Hitler reference, like Storm Ghetto. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> even we're not being racist; <laughs> we're just being dumb as hell. Yeah. So anyway, that was Josh. Yeah, I mean, then. there are some not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I mean, no, it wasn't. And I, like, it's not like you were the only person who was like, "No, of course he's not going to get elected." And I mean, maybe he still won't. But like, even John Oliver, I saw John Oliver on. He was on Colbert. Back when all this was starting and Colbert asked him about Trump <laughs> and whether he's taking it seriously. And John Oliver was like, no, no. Everybody back then was like, nope, yeah. not taking him serious at all. Well, people, that's not how voting works. Like, You're supposed to take everyone seriously, especially when they start saying Nazi shit. This is also in a pre-Brexit world we were living in at the time. That's true. And that's, that's, that's changed the crazy, a lot. Well, the crazy thing about Brexit, it was, it was like 52%. It's like a very small, right? Margin. But I mean, that's kind of. But where, that's all it takes. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it takes. But it's also like Trump wasn't the only person saying Nazi shit. Like we can't stop. Like every election, we can't just find the, the person saying the craziest stuff. I thought that if everybody had done had taken John Oliver's stance, he wouldn't be here. People have been like, like I'm going to build a wall. Like that's that's ludicrous. You can't come to our you can't come to our debate. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we're we're not going to interview you about your ludicrous ideas, and we're not going to. Pay attention. We really to... need fact checkers at these debates. Like we need moderators, like on site. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need moderators to have some fucking integrity. Yeah, these... yeah. yeah. Something I've been thinking. Hi, it's me. I'm here. Uh, hey, Brett. One of the things that I've been thinking is that three of the most important people over the next four months or so are going to be the three moderators of the main debates. Because yeah. I remember during you know Romney election, I forgot who it was, but one of the, one of the uh, moderators. It was a woman from CNN, I believe. I forgot her name. But she did not let Romney back out of stupid questions or yeah. stupid answers. And, you know, if we have Anderson Cooper or some smart people doing it, I think those three people could really help yeah. frame in America's minds what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a consistent thing 
with every Trump interview, every debate, nobody's pinning him down. Like nobody's yeah, forcing and- him to actually explain the stupid racist bullshit that he says. Yeah, Anderson Cooper is a great example though, because he's one of the only people who you could really easily right now find a clip of him directly in front of Trump going, hey, that is the argument of a five-year-old. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Like, he yeah. literally said that to Trump. So, you know, there's a good... he'll be in a concentration camp right along with me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to meet, good... meet Anderson Cooper next year, guys. <laughs> there's great. a good Chris Matthews interview where he asked him about his opinions on, on abortion and should women be punished for abortions, and just him trying to weasel out of answering the question is he... Yeah, he, I remember he, that. he looks like, yeah. an, like an infant. Yeah, yeah. but... He's the Republican nominee now. Yeah, they need a they need a screamer, uh, a moderator who's who's going to yell. Uh, somebody from like the WWE or some somebody who's going to like yell. And Chris shit. Matthews. They can like... feed. They can they can feed something into his earpiece. They can scream out because like Donald Trump is good at brainwashing. Like that's his thing. He through repetition and so, conviction, he'll just keep saying stuff over and over again until we either believe it or until it's in our brains whether we want it or not. So the idea is just living and and growing, and we need somebody who's going to shut him down. And we can just uh, get the, just oh Anderson Cooper just like but just just uh, tripped out on steroids like, just get, yeah just get Jimmy Hart in there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. or, or just Chris Matthews he has no indoor voice everything he says is a booming let's get, projection let's get Anderson Cooper high on bath salts <laughs> right yeah. let him do it just yeah lock him in a room with Trump completely yeah. unhinged yeah. let's Cooper lock for the first salts. debate let's lock Trump in a room with a chimpanzee <laughs> and we'll let them debate. Trump will get all angry, and that chimp will be like, look, <laughs> I'm about to rip your face off, because that's what we do when we're under pressure. <laughs> Problem solved. Then we would just have a faceless Trump for president. Right, right. I'm like going to eat the portion his of your machi- body that's his making machinery, me uncomfortable. His machinery underneath would just be exposed, or his lizard skin, or whatever. No, Obama's the lizard. We know that. Right. Ted Cruz is a lizard. Well, both. He's like the most obviously a lizard. I went to the Denver airport last week. Uh, see Ted Cruz. Was Ted Cruz there? <laughs> speaking of uh, conspiracies. And right. uh, the people at Denver really don't believe that uh, their airport is the future home of uh, America's world leaders when the apocalypse kicks off. My Uber ride back to the airport yeah. on Oh, yeah, uh, Brett Thursday, was there, too. I was there. My Uber ra- uh, driver was like, man, something's going on with this airport. There's all these bunkers. Oh, why didn't I have him? Because I brought he up the bunkers. Great. And the guy was like, nope, that's just a myth. I'm like, motherfucker, no, it's not. They're there. We just don't know what they're for. He said it was bunkers with data centers in there storing terabytes, oh. just like full of hard drives and, and servers holding all of America's information. Did you, did, did you, did you say Tech- terabytes? I didn't. <laughs> oh. Terabyte Nolan Wong <laughs> opening Christmas 2017 terabytes. <laughs> I'd go see that movie. Uh, yeah, my driver was not on board with the Denver conspiracy. I don't even know about. Yeah, about what is this? This, this bunker bunkers Let's under the, the Denver. Let's go yeah. back to that episode. <laughs> There's a uh, well. First of all, it's like a clip of me explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the murals in the Denver airport? Uh, Brett, pull up yes. Okay, those terrifying like apocalypse. Oh murals? yeah, once I was like, I, I one time last time I was in the Denver airport, I was just crazy hungover and I was trying to. Is that that's like and that has like like the laser show and shit is happening on them all the time? Well, there's no 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 no. There's oh, one yeah. oh, what the like shit with is the this? the crazy Ooh. army man. Yeah, I thought I was having an acid flashback or something. I kind of freaked out in the Denver airport once. Yeah, but there's a shit. better one. Holy the one, shit. yeah, that one. 
Look at that. That is in the Denver Whoa. airport. Fuck is that? And why is it in the Denver His airport? His sword is stabbing a dove, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> in the well, in the butt well, area. Well, she's kind of into it. The dove is liking well, it. Well, a family of immigrants yep. is like cowering. Yep. Clutching a teddy bear. But no, you know, no no reason for con- And then the uh the murals, there's a plaque. Can we find the plaque? Cuz I want to see who it says they're donated by. Just Type in Denver Airport. What is this? this? Yeah. Was, is this I can't a... believe you don't know about this. No, no, I've never... This is the plaque, and look who it says it's from. The time capsule. Can anyone... I'm always at the shittiest angle. Beneath this stone contains messages and memorabilia to the people of Colorado in 2094. No, it's the New World Airport Commission contributors. Is that not the most conspiracy theory-looking... It's, like it's that got looks like, like it actually has an Illuminati well, it's, symbol yeah, it's on it. Got, it's got the Mason symbol <laughs> well, on it. Yeah. It has New World in the name. Like it is the most. Martin. It looks like a prop from a movie about a conspiracy theory. Well, and these are the people who donated those terrifying apocalypse murals to the Denver airport. And there's also a huge series of bunkers under the Denver airport, and no one knows why. I mean, it might be. It the- could just very well have been created by a bunch of crazy people who thought we need to make this the last hope for humanity. Yeah, yeah. But why did they take or, the mir- the weird murals? Are they like, okay, thank you? We'll or just put I, these up because when you're terrifying. trying to get money to build an airport, yeah. But I like the I like, like that they're weird, but they they gave us a lot of money. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> we just we need a place for planes to park. I like the data in, in 2094. Center. We're gonna. I like that data center conspiracy though. Because then, yeah. like, this stuff could just all be... They could have put that there to throw us off. It's a smoke screen. That's, that's it's really also, just... That's where the internet is. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, that's also part of Captain America Winter Soldier, so I don't know how, how well, serious right. I take that. It's just, well, yeah. <laughs> the Denver airport was here very, first, yeah. so <laughs> maybe Captain America took let, it from let, the Denver airport. Let history decide. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Captain America is older than the Denver airport. Okay. Yeah. Well... Mm. We'll let the New World we Airport some, Commission. We need decide. some fact checkers right. in on this. <laughs> I don't appeal to fact checkers. Those paintings checkers. are insane, though. There's, oh yeah, like, no, yeah. There's, no, there's no getting around how insane those paintings. I are. couldn't find the army one. I took it's, a picture of the other one. Oh yeah, there's also people who claim the runways are in the shape of a swastika. Uh, are they? If you, uh, right there. Yeah, that's not. not uh, no. Uh, no, no, that's just runways. Yeah, that looks like a game yeah. of dominoes. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're not even pointing in the correct direction. Like, that's just wrong. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's shaped nothing like a swastika. No. <laughs> yeah, there's also that. Semantics. Semantics. I mean, sem- yes, semantics. Ooh. Ooh. Is that giant statue Ooh. of Anubis also at the airport? Or is that a, just a tangential Oh, there is a terrifying glowing-eyed horse out oh. front of the Denver airport also. <laughs> Jesus. Sure. God. Because you know that's how the, that's how the apocalypse comes. Is on horses. <laughs> this clearly haunted building, <laughs> like it's fucking a horse and these paintings. And it's uh, like if that you read one the haunted ass airport. Yeah. Why was the new Ghostbusters not set in this airport? If right. You, like, if you look is... at the history of it, like it's way outside of Denver. So when it was built, people were like, "Okay, one, we have an airport, and two, can we at least build it in Denver somewhere?" And we're like, "Nah, we're gonna put it in the middle of nowhere." And also, check out these paintings. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it used to be all flat land, and now there's hills, and that's like from the dirt they people. excavated building the bunkers. It's just this fire. <laughs> oh. Yeah, those, Jesus. those murals uh, never get old. We haven't read a single comment. There's a, <laughs> there's yeah. Be a distract. We will, I mean, yeah, we will, but we have, we have time. It just reminds me of, I remember when Martin Shkreli first came on to, like, 
we Screw found it! out that he existed. And yep. I just, it, he, everything he was saying was so insane and evil that I thought he must be right. Because if he were evil, he wouldn't be so obviously evil. Yeah. But no, it turned out he's really just evil. No, some mm-hmm. people are just evil. Yeah, but yeah. with this, it's like the same thing. I'm like, okay, so this, if this was actually an evil conspiracy, it wouldn't be so <laughs> obviously an evil conspiracy. Yeah, that's why I like that data centers yeah. idea. I like that terror bites. Or maybe it's just a bunker full of Martin Shkreli's. But it, I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but I highly recommend it. Jesse, the former body, Ventura, because he was a governor after that. Jesse Ventura had a show for a while called Conspiracy Theory, where he and his team personally went out into the field to investigate various conspiracy theories. And he goes to the Denver airport in one of them, and he actually gets to the entrance of those bunkers. And he's like, what would you do if I drove past here? <laughs> and they're like... We'd have to shoot you, I guess. <laughs> Jesse the body Ventura. Yeah. He gets, like, the bunkers are there. Like, he gets to the entrance of the facility. And he's just like, what's here? We're not telling you, man. That's a solid Jesse the body. Yeah, thank you. Really thank you. I wish I, I wish I was Don't like. a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> I wish I was a producer on that show because then you could get the guy who created that, like, invincible bear suit and be like, all right, we're going to get somebody to wear this. Just drive. Just drive. Just go in. Get as far as you can. Yeah, well, I wish the show would have been that. <laughs> Bullets won't you stop like, you. We're going to drive through. <laughs> yeah. My bear suit. You put a, a, put, a go, put a GoPro on him. Just get federal as much crimes yeah. in yeah. a bulletproof Yeah, bear. just attacking yeah. the government uh, week after yeah. week. Discovery Channel, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> and every week they're like, oh, again? Come on. Like an d- adorable reaction. He's like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Government conspiracies. <laughs> Getting shit done. But yeah, his Denver airport episode is fantastic. Breaking international law. Because <laughs> that's the only one where he like confronts a member of the conspiracy. And is like, what are you guys doing? Like, it's going to be that easy. Gonna, oh, well, now that there's a camera here, let me tell you all about it. Yeah. And it's I prob- hope it's, it's it's probably something really lame. Yeah, what like, I it's hope probably just like a bunch of machine parts. I hope it's that a Star like, Wars toys. Yeah. I hope that a they could have let him pass, and b they know exactly what's happening, and it's perfectly innocent. And they were just like, yeah. let's scare him. Like, yeah, no, you can't come back. We'll shoot you. <laughs> we're not gonna shoot or right you. Before you turn the <laughs> Denver <laughs> airport, these bunker. aren't these aren't real guns. Right yeah. before you turn the camera on, hey hey, can you just say you're gonna shoot me? <laughs> <laughs> They're just storage lockers. They did just build a train from the Denver airport to downtown Denver. And my my Uber driver, uh, who's less into conspiracy theories, was like, maybe they're just for the train. But like, the, wouldn't every train need bunkers? Your <laughs> Uber driver is clearly in on the conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's got a bunker he's lined a, up. He's getting a slice of that sweet Denver airport pie. He's got an apocalypse bunker. When I'm glad world, you guys when, made it out of Denver. The, when man. the world explodes. All right, so we, we we diverted a bit. But, I mean, talking about the apocalypse seems appropriate on a Trump mm-hmm. podcast. I do have to read uh, some of these comments. I, 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 I copied the best ones down. This one from Amanda Murphy is kind of long, but it's worth it. She says, I had just finished listening to the latest episode of the Crack Podcast when I put this on, and I wish that I'd listened to it in the opposite order. Dan O'Brien addressed pretty much every point that you brought up in your podcast this week on the Crack Podcast, and he has me pretty convinced that Trump is nothing to worry about. Me and Dan addressed this in a video a couple months ago. So I got to be honest, this week's episode was a little boring, especially since you're preaching to the choir. No one listening to your podcast is white supremacist or a Trump supporter. And if they are, they would stop listening after the first two minutes. No one brought up any new or controversial points about Trump. And saying that Trump is scary would be a terrible president is just stating the obvious. Thank you, as always, of course, for making the podcast. In general, I love it. 
weak episode this week. Not that anyone asked for my opinion. No, this woman didn't. just doesn't so, understand how the internet works. She thinks that no one listening to your podcast is a white supremacist. Yeah, yeah. yeah every also, podcast, statistically speaking, every podcast has a at white least, supremacist yeah, audience. One yeah. If you have two listeners, one of them is a white supremacist. Also, you don't have any new opinions, but she just said that she listened to your. It's like, well, Dan O'Brien said everything you said, but I mean, I listened to it afterwards. So it's like, yeah, yeah no. Nah. <laughs> What? Yeah, she had another really long comment too, but um, I'm like, oh, we love you, Amanda Murphy, but you were very wrong about Trump. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was such a fool to think that about Trump. You foolish fool. Yeah. A lot of white supremacists listen to us. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. We have a very They're diverse everywhere. audience. I have a I have a I have a dedicated following of right supremacists on my, on my <laughs> You called them right supremacists. Oh, oh no. Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check thing. out Josh's column today about why he's voting for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> or maybe it's why other people I don't know. Uh, this was such a common argument back then. Some dude named Jack Death says, you're completely ignoring the fact that Trump doesn't want to be president. That would be too much work. He'd rather be the guy to pick the president. He's going to drop out before the primaries due to some vague family medical issue. You're getting worked up over nothing. I like how my shit I was saying back then was based on, like, reading everything Trump said. And this dude's just so confident that some vague family emergency is going to come up. So, yeah, like, so what are you basing that on? Right. You know that thing he's never done? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is, everyone's arguing your facts with conjecture. I would yeah. not be surprised if he gets elected and then like abdicates. <laughs> no, once he's elected, I feel like he's going to be our last president. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm on Johnny Depp's side of that argument. I think he'll just because one of the other things that uh, no one won, like is calling out, he said it in his speech. He kind of coded it in his speech. He said, uh, when I'm in office, one of my first orders of business is, he said something about any politician who refuses to put America first will no longer be running this country. But he said more explicitly in an interview that one of the first things he's going to do is go through and gut the government of anyone who doesn't agree <coughs> with him. Like, anyone who disagrees with his policies can't be a politician anymore. That's literally the first thing Hitler did. Like, (coughs) because once you do that, what's stopping you from doing anything? Right. Like, you, yes, we had technically have checks and balances in place, but this is obviously someone who's not afraid to circumvent those. Yeah, and also, he wouldn't have to. Like, we have laws that are still on the books where you can do whatever you want to a person or a group of people if you define them as being an enemy of America or a threat to American life. It's just as vaguely worded as that. I mean, it's it's the same pretense that FDR used to put Japanese Americans into internment yeah. camps. And Trump cited that as like a victory for America in one of his speeches. He like cited FDR putting Japanese Americans into internment camps as like a victory for Americans and yeah. like American safety even though not a single person that was put into an internment camp was ever found to be any kind of spy or double agent or any, any being involved in any anti-American activities. So he wouldn't even have to set a precedent. Like, he could just say... I mean, it's the same thing for people who are in Guantanamo Bay. All he has to say is, you're a threat to America, and then yeah. do whatever you want. And the, Throw uh, you in prison and never charge you with anything. And the, yeah, the, yeah, it still stands. We found it constitutionally okay to just round people yeah no we can totally do that it's still a law that is absolutely on the books yeah we never got rid of it (laughs) like 
One especially troubling thing that happened recently, Obama, all of his immigration stuff got overturned by the Supreme Court. And you could either take that as a good sign or a bad sign, because up to that point, the Supreme Court had almost had given presidents pretty much blanket control over immigration. Like that, that was a thing they just did not get involved in. And this was one of the first times the Supreme Court was like, like actually weighed in on it. So it's good in a sense that they've set that precedent that now maybe the Supreme Court could step in if Trump wants to impose some crazy immigration law. They could maybe step in and say no. But he's also probably going to get to a point that next Supreme Court nominee. Well, it's not even, it's not only that, like he's said more than once that he's going to flood the Supreme Court yeah, or swamp the Supreme Court or whatever. So it's like, he's not banking yeah, on he, just appointing one judge. No. <laughs> so his, like, quote, his quote was, I'm going to flood the Supreme Court with real laws and justices, I think. He said it on Twitter. It's something to that it effect. Was, yeah. it's, he, he basically promised to Zerg rush the the uh, judiciary branch of government. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was. It's just comforting to see that he understands how this works, or cares <laughs> about how it's supposed to work. Yeah, I, I feel like it is. It's kind of a bad precedent that the Supreme Court weighed in. I feel like they. But then, like either way, then they would have just set the precedent that Trump could do whatever he wanted. <sighs> Did you say bad president? Whoa! Whoa! I... Hey! <laughs> There it is. Lindsay says, uh, do you guys have any faith in your fellow Americans? You really think that your country would elect a complete moron like Trump? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 100%. We established that I was a fool to have faith. Yeah, no, you you should (laughs) have. Oh, yeah. You should, if if you learn nothing else today, it's that you should never have faith in anything. Ever. What I learned today is that Endless Nameless is like a deep cut. Shut up about Endless Nameless! (laughs) Nobody here is going to give you credit for... Knowing, I didn't the, think it was not credit. even their it best just, album. It was just like, like a re- it's just a crazy, long, ridiculous song, and that was a good example <laughs> to compare to the fucking thing. And was mad at me and think I'm trying to go for like cred because I know a Nirvana song. Right. Come on, like the, the biggest the, band of the one 90s. of the best selling albums of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Giving you the pitchfork real, real treatment deep over there. You impressed? Real like, deep no, cut. I'm <laughs> trying to impress anybody. I've listened to Nevermind more than yeah. once. I bet, you heard of, I bet you heard of Led Zeppelin too, you elitist. <laughs> My favorite album's the White Album. The White Album's a really good album. Though. Yeah, no. I don't know why. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? Yeah, Happiness mm. is a Warm Gun. Come on, great songs. Some of my favorite John Lennon songs. We're gonna talk about this again in six months when Trump. What John Lennon? When Trump addresses the nation and says the White Album is the best album. It's now. See? No, right it's, again. No, it's, it's now. It's, it's now the only album anyone's allowed to own. <laughs> Does he like music? He. I think he's confessed that he's never read a book. Right. He certainly no, seems to like Queen. Uh, well, that that could be like his campaign people, though. That's like, like no, he said in a Vanity Fair, like there there was a Vanity Fair reporter in the nineties uh, who like asked him like about a rumor that he slept with a copy of Hitler's second book on oh, his yeah. nightstand for years, and his response was, "Who told you about that?" And then he went on to ex- describe the guy who gave him the book. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, and he said he's also so a, Jew. a Jew. He was not okay. a Jew. Yeah, but he was not a Jew. So fact check. Eh, you know. Fat, nitpicking fat checks, you know, was the guy who gave him mind Kampf a Jew or not? What's it matter? <laughs> it matters. Mm. It super matters. It's yeah. not mind. It's a follow up to mind. Oh yeah, it's uh, mm. yeah. I forgot what it was called. So, so Hitler was trying to. I mean, not Hitler. Donald Trump was trying to get some cred. It's a book like, of Hitler's speeches. Mm. Because if there's one thing we don't want Donald Trump to harness, it's Hitler's speaking power. That's not what we want. No. 
I felt no. I think Rudy Giuliani got that though, right? Yeah, oh, he, was, he, he went was, full Hitler. He, he yeah. did go full Hitler. <laughs> yeah, he he seemed like he was the one auditioning to to be the guy who gets to kill the Mexicans. <laughs> he was like he was screaming like a crazy person. No mistake, what job he wants? He wants to run immigration and customs <laughs> in the Trump White House. The, the, the one that kills all the Mexicans. Yeah, the executioner. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was yeah, that would be great. That's he was really, really, really lobbying for that job. That's going to be Trump. I think. I think uh, that's going to be Robert Rodriguez next movie starring <laughs> Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo. <laughs> or the Executioner, or Johnny Depp. Yeah. Two. I um. So I'm talking about Johnny Depp so much. No, Jesus. Well, I like. He's not know. gonna be on your podcast. They're hey. not gonna make a Lone Ranger too. <laughs> no, Go to that, hell. That's probably true. They might. They might. <laughs> no. I'm holding out. Hope. They're still forcing out that fifth Pirates movie. <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen any of those movies. Absolutely, someone high five me. It. No, okay. I think we've all no. seen it. Everyone else yeah, has, has seen films all of them. Films where I grew up. Shut the, the fuck up! Like on so, a pirate ship on Beckwith. You're still right. going for this cred. Yeah, <laughs> brought up Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, yeah. Ooh. Listen, I just Live grew there. up on uh, you know on a pirate ship. Listen to true, really obscure oh, Nirvana pirates. songs. <laughs> Listening to Nevermind stuff like that. This is so much fun. We are, uh, yeah, we should yeah. we should wrap it up, right? I don't want to read, I, I wanted to read these comments, but fuck these people. Not reading yeah, they're all comments. stupid. Look at this. Dismissing me back then. Yeah, I was, this one from Juan Carlos Gutierrez was especially infuriating. I think I responded to it like with a long paragraph back then and then deleted it because <laughs> I was so mad. What did he say? He said, Adam, it's not that we don't care. We do. But you have to understand this issue outside of what you think it's right. You've been talking about Trump for over a month to the point of not only being boring but unbearable. Your guests agree, sort of. Others don't. But all in all, it doesn't matter. Wait. (laughs) Your guests agree, sort of, but others don't? Yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah. That's how life works. The comments (laughs) comments that fucking give you career advice are the most Yeah, yeah. And he goes on, Trump is not going to get the Republican nomination, even if he goes independent. He won't have more than 30% of the popular vote, and that's me being generous. And then he says, at the 11 o'clock hour... (laughs) At the 11 o'clock hour of the Democratic National Convention, if Hillary doesn't step up, Joe Biden will be the next U.S. president. He should have led with that, so I could have known not to read the (laughs) rest. Just immediately dismiss the rest of it. (laughs) Yeah, I think think Joe Biden probably... Pretty quickly said, no, I'm not going to run. I think he's probably <laughs> the only me. candidate anyone took less seriously than Trump. <laughs> yeah. We're like, Biden for prey? Come on. No, that's the guy bad. from Obama? No. <laughs> all those Obama The memes? guy from all the Onion articles? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even play the part from Trump's speech where he talk, where he like specifically talks about Ferguson. Let's do that. Like let's that. do that real quick. Yeah, let's listen to that on the way out. Just so we can bask a little more in how right I was. Right. By saying that where where he, he he mentions city names but doesn't mention act, he doesn't actually say anything about black people and he talks about oh public servants being killed but doesn't say anything about Black Lives Matter yeah exactly Stunning. this administration has failed America's inner cities remember it has failed America's inner cities inner cities wink wink. Nothing Trump Trump knows more than inner cities. It's failed them on jobs. It's failed Failed. them in crime. It's failed them in every way and on every single level. When I am president, 
I will work to ensure that all of our kids are treated equally and protected equally. Like how he specifically had rules to not rent apartments yeah. to black people? Like that's Every how he's going to... Every action okay. I take, I will ask myself... I feel like he got 25% applause on that. Does this make better <laughs> for young Americans in Baltimore, in Chicago, in Detroit, in Ferguson... What are those places? Who I have really, in every way, folks, the same right to live out their dreams as any other child in America. That's probably any the most America. radical thing that was said at the Republican right. National so Convention. He's going he's was... to talk about inner city violence, but not say a thing about gun yeah. control. He's going to lump Ferguson in with Detroit and Baltimore, oh. Chicago, which I don't believe has the same. His gun control plan is scary, too. Also on his website. It's basically mandatory minimums, just like we did with crack, because that's what Tim Kaine, mayor of Richmond, uh, Richmond, Virginia, had a program that Trump references in his gun plan as being the model that he wants to base national gun policy on. And it involves like a minimum five year prison sentence for any crime involving a gun. So like if you get pulled over for DUI and you have an unregistered gun in the car, you're going to jail for five years. That's crazy. Damn. <laughs> good luck, America. Yeah, that's, that's fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be good times. Uh, do we have anything to plug? I swear that uh, podcast about the things we have to announce is coming up soon. Maybe this Friday. We're doing exciting things, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'll be there. There it is. Other than that, I don't have anything to plug. I'll be at the darkest hour, August something, second Friday in August. Come see that, Tom. You have anything to plug? Mm-mm. God damn it, Randall! Uh, Say it. Uh, the, uh, I'm on. I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can go. You can find me on the. Uh, if you go to twitter.com, I'm on there. Uh, Are you just you playing just, a recording from last time you were on the podcast? Because <laughs> that's literally what you said. Last uh, time. Yeah, and if you go, you can. Uh, I I I tweet a lot there, and that's where you can keep up with all the stuff that with, I do. Everything and, going and on. All your tweets, life. tweets and stuff, and I put I put. Other stuff in the tweets Ooh. about uh, what I'm doing and everything. So, like, if you go yeah. to uh, Twitter, I can read. Right, I don't you have to read. Um, <laughs> oh, oh god. Okay. 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 Right. Uh, it's, it's, so, Twitter, Twitter. Check me out on, um, out on Twitter. Yeah. It's <laughs> analog. Yeah. No more it's a real to real. <laughs> real to real. Josh, do you have anything to plug? Yeah. Follow my debunk Trump Twitter account at debunk Trump or me at JF Sergeant. Where like, I talk about uh, Nirvana trivia. And how you don't understand Pokemon, you fucking idiot. What? I'm not very good at Pokemon. Uh, uh, Randall and I had a Pokemon battle on Twitter the other day. Why would you battle Randall in Pokemon? He started it. No, you started it. I did not. No, no, no. Randall finished it. I did not okay, start this, it. this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the show. Josh Randall was started walking it. walking down a trail, and then a little exclamation point popped up above Randall's head, and he's like... That's Metal Gear. You no. fucking all of <laughs> you like, go to hey, hell. No, there was the green diamond the was above Josh's oh, head. World of Warcraft. That's Josh, right. What's even happening? Josh had the green just... diamond above his head. This is terrible. Yeah. He turned yellow because I peed myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Brett. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Randall. Goodbye. Bye. Say goodbye, Josh. Goodbye. And say goodbye, America. Yes. <laughs> goodbye, America. Say goodbye, America. Yeah. We loved you. <laughs> it's over too soon. Yeah, it was fun. It's over too soon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>